Chapter Four of That Office Boy by Francis J. S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Father Carney becomes a diplomatist and creates a sensation. Good evening, Father Carney. Came a chorus of voices as the young lady sodality director entered the office. Good evening, girls. I see you are all here. Fourteen, not counting myself, all armed with scissors, put in Michael. Fourteen, count em and Eva Fagin is waiting to see you in your office. Father, said Lily McCab, a very tall, graceful young lady, in appearance every inch a prefect. What's the matter? You look ill. I feel, said Father Carney, as if I'd been through a hot campaign instead of beginning one. Since nine this morning I've had personal interviews with forty women who want to get into this contest. I've had three couples who suddenly discovered that they wanted to get married. I've spent half an hour in persuading a hysterical woman not to commit suicide, referred one man to a lawyer, two women to a doctor, and... But what's the use talking? It never rains, but it pours. The young ladies, meantime, were busy cutting, sorting, counting, and wrapping coupons. Eva is waiting to see you, father, said Michael. Oh, that's so. Excuse me for a minute. When you finish with Eva, father, said the prefect, I'd like to have a word with you. Very good, said Father Carney as he went into his private office. Good evening, Eva. What can I do for you, my girl? Father, I came to ask if I couldn't come over every night and help. I'd just dearly love to. Eva had risen on Father Carney's entrance. There was an eager wistfulness on her face. I don't like little girls to be out at night. But, Father, I live just around the corner, almost on Fifth Street. It's only two minutes' walk. You see, I can get here every night at seven, and put out the scissors and arrange the tables, and have everything ready before the young ladies come. And besides, I can tidy up the office. Boys are no good at that sort of thing. But what about your studies, Eva? Father, I'm head of my class, and I think I can keep it. I can get my lessons before supper and in the mornings. I do so want to help. Thank you, Eva. If you do not neglect your studies and other duties, it will be a pleasure to have you around. Come with me. Ladies, continued Father Carney, throwing open the door and bringing Eva forward, allow me to introduce the caretaker of our bond exchange, Miss Eva Fagin. She'll tidy up before and after each nightly meeting and make herself generally useful. I think you can rely on her. Shake hands, Eva, cried Miss McCabe, the prefect. You look the part all right. You're just the sort of girl who knows how to put everything where it belongs. We'll have to make you an honorary member of the young lady's sodality. Come in, Lily, and you, Eva, get to work and clear away all that truck. Look here, Father, began Lily. I'd like to know right off who's running this contest. Why, answered Father Carney with some caution, I thought I was. Yes, but when you're not around, who's in authority then? Oh, so there's been a row already, has there? No, but there will be pretty soon, and it's going to be with that office boy. Who, Michael? Yes, Michael. He started some of the girls to working before I came, and assigned them their duties. He mortally insulted Jane Sullivan a few minutes ago. Indeed. What happened? Jane wanted to fix her curls and asked him for a mirror, and he told her that life was too serious just now to be talking about mirrors. The people who were really in earnest thought more of their work and less of their faces, and he ended with advising her to go and chase herself around the block. Did she take the advice? 
no the poor girl just shriveled up and went on cutting coupons and is this the extent of master michael's guilt oh no he's ordering everybody around why when i stopped work to telephone one of the girls he had the face to tell me i was losing my time i was so astonished and mad that i didn't say anything if he says anything like that again i think i'll put him over my knee miss lily mccabe was making no idle boast she was fully capable morally and physically of carrying out her threat i see said father carney though you're not well acquainted with michael desmond i'm not anxious to be said lily tartly the prefect by blood of the fighting race looked for the moment like a militant her face was set and lowering that's because you don't know him lily did i tell you that it was michael who suggested our going into this contest you don't say yes and he's been working on it ever since i'll wager he didn't sleep two hours last night and this morning he was serving six o'clock mass the poor little boy cried lily the tense expression was gone lily was now beaming with sympathy and the boy is chock full of energy he is more anxious to win than i am where there's lots of energy there's likely to be lots of friction you girls will never go to sleep as long as michael's around i begin to understand now said lily breaking into a smile lily was whole-souled both in wrath and in tenderness oh of course continued the wily director michael is a bit tart in his way of talking and he likes to do the bossing too but after all wouldn't you rather have a vigorous energetic boy like that around than one of those ordinary careless fellows who think of nothing but dodging work you're right father and remember michael is volunteering too to do all this work by rights he's in the office from eight till four today he came at seven and remained till five thirty and now he's here again in fact michael is one of the best friends of the young lady's sodality i see said lily i'll remember him at christmas michael called the reverend diplomat come in now my boy this is miss lily mccabe prefect of the young lady's sodality shake hands michael cried lily enthusiastically she put some of that enthusiasm into her clasp ouch yelled michael glad to meet you miss after this michael you will allow miss mccabe to superintend the work of the young ladies who come here at night all right father and if you really feel anxious to boss anybody you can take it out on little eva oh pshaw who said i wanted to boss remonstrated michael those girls came here tonight and i just started em that's all i don't blame michael in the least said the beaming prefect did you advise one of them to go and chase herself around the block i was only kidding well my boy be polite to everyone every decent boy respects all women even women who can't go half an hour without shouting for a mirror michael and i will manage to pull together said lily he's just the sort of boy we want shake again michael no you don't said the cautious youth the two went out like a reunited brother and sister miss mccabe had entered to insist upon her authority in the contest she left the room perfectly content with the question very imperfectly answered father carney was sometimes a diplomat an hour passed the young women had snipped and sorted every coupon eva with a deafness which caused all to gaze and wonder was putting everything to right it was time to go 
but what had happened to father carney he had said an hour ago that he wished to finish his office of the day and would be with him in a minute i wonder said michael what's the matter knock michael said the prefect and tell him we're going unless he wants us for something else michael knocked there was no answer he knocked again a silence had come upon all for heaven's sake cried the prefect go in michael michael entered father carney was seated at his desk his face buried in his breviary michael ran out i-i believe he's dead thereupon a very nervous young woman the treasure of the sodality gave an ear-piercing shriek what's the matter cried father carney jumping up and issuing from his office he looked with no little surprise upon the most frightened crowd of young women he had ever seen in the office of st xavier's school we thought you were dead said michael not not quite but i feel fishy you look fishy said michael father i'd advise you to go right straight to bed said the prefect yes do father came the chorus i did intend to say a few words to you before i go in fact i think i'd better say them now i may not be around to-morrow sit down for one minute girls they all obeyed most of them were as pale as their director i have made out a list of those who want to trade with us said father carney michael will keep it we trade coupon for coupon but we'll have four more coupons in stock than any of those we trade with and so we can afford to help along three or four specially selected girls by giving them our extra coupons if we concentrate in that way upon two or three i think we can see them through toward winning the piano that's a splendid idea said lily first of all there's a miss tennyson a domestic oh i know her cried miss sarah brandon the head regulator she's a convert and a girl with some musical education she is going to marry a young electrician thomas donovan a little after christmas she met him here at one of our euchres i introduced them to each other myself capital said the director she's getting ready for housekeeping and wants a piano shall we all work for her yes father cried all and then there's a saleslady in avondale who's been a good member of our society grace rayburn she was one of the first to see me why she's going to get married too cried kate rowan the secretary she's marrying joe linden one of the best catholic young men in our parish i don't know whether they first met at our euchres or not but at any rate that's where they cultivated each other's acquaintance i say interpolated michael is this a matrimonial bureau a bond market michael then there's a third girl and i think a lot of her her name is mary corbett good cried a dozen voices she's worked in a factory all her life she's taken care of a sick father for years he was buried hardly more than a year ago the girl has wonderful talent for music shall we work for her yes 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 very good michael and lily will specialize on getting coupons marked domestic sales lady and factory we helped two girls to a happy wedding and one to many a pleasant hour well good night i'm all in father said michael shall i help you over to your room the director drew himself up for the moment he looked like his normal self as he said i think michael that with proper circumspection i'll be able to toddle home all by myself 
and this was the last word that the assembled group heard from the lips of father carney for many a day he was taken to the good samaritan hospital that very night and before he had fairly entered the elevator of that venerable institution word flew round the parish that he was to be operated on for appendicitis End of chapter 4